0: Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Rev. Todd Laddick, and today I'm bringing you part one of a seven-part new Advent worship series entitled, Impossible, uh, with today's message specifically entitled, Peace Made Possible, based off of Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. So let us dive into the Word today. In the last days the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. For the the Lord will mediate between nations and will settle international disputes. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation nor train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen. God, in Jesus, invites us into a change of mindset, to be agents of peace, offering us a new possibility for relating to others a way of peace. Today is the first Sunday in Advent, and while this season brings excitement, it can also be difficult. As a pastor, and our worship, our worship team can attest to this, the season brings on all kinds of different stressors. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love the season, but it is a source of anxiety for me. Deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. There's all the planning that goes into it, the different moving parts. The First, the planning of the worship series through Advent, then the planning of music. And let's not forget about Christmas Eve, which falls on a Saturday and Christmas Day falls on a Sunday this year. Plus, during this time, we also engage in extra services such as the Ecumenical Thanksgiving Service, which we just uh, we just did this past Tuesday, and uh, the Blue Cur- Christmas Service as well. And this year, we're having Cook- cookies with Santa on December tenth. hashtag Shameless plug. And that is just that's just on the worship planning and executing front. I also happen to be the president of uh, my, local new, uh, my local Rotary Club with its various projects. I'm a son, a brother, a friend, a husband, and a father as well, so I do I need to remind you all about the stress of Christmas shopping, having the money and the time to go and make everyone's season a little brighter with gifts? And bringing family into it, I have lost many people I love over the years. And my grandpa Laddick, Charles Richard Laddick, my middle name is his middle name, uh, so I'm named after him. We were very close, he and I. He had, my, he had dreams of bringing me up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan to show me where he went to school and lived for a time. And that's where he met my grandmother, Jeanette Elizabeth Todd. Can you tell where I got my first name from? My grandpa died right around Christmas time, and I cannot help but think of him this time of year. And it's hard. It's a point of sadness, of, of grief, even all those years later. I'm bringing my being a pastor back into it again. It is hard watching my church family members suffer under the weight of grief, of grief this year and all years. We all realize that the Hallmark family Christmas season is not reality. The chaos and busyness around the holidays can cause us, too, and others to be impatient and irritable with one another. I was just recently in, a, uh, in a, a Chipotle, and the woman in front was listening to a story about how they were shorthanded, and rather than being, you know, sorry for the workers who were shorthanded, she got more irritated. She couldn't believe they would open it up with such little workers and blah, blah, blah. And uh, then she proceeded to go down the counter and very nastily tell this worker, like, what she wanted. And she wanted it now. She's been waiting too long. And, and I just looked at that worker when she came. It was my turn to order I looked at her and I said, I'm going to greet you with a holiday smile. And you could see instantly, like, she smiled back before I could even smile at her. Like, it made her day. Um, but, but there are people in, in this time and in their, their busy busyness and chaos around the holidays that they, they become impatient, irritable with one another, and reflect the absolute opposite of the Christmas season. In fact, I would say you see the worst in humanity oftentimes around the holidays. And those who are mourning or experiencing sickness may experience emotional or physical difficulties during this time. Inter-family relations around the table and the tree can be difficult to navigate. In the midst of these trying situations, God is at work offering peace, and that's what our scripture says to us today. Peace is shalom in Hebrew. Now, shalom is not simply an absence of war— but rather an abundance of life. The kind of peace Isaiah speaks about might seem impossible to us, both globally, nations getting along, no more war, and in our own hectic lives. Oftentimes our lives are a battlefield. So this prophecy comes from a time where the people were experiencing conflict, war, and stress too. And you can look at Isaiah chapter 1 to see that. The peaceful scene described in our passage is in the last days, as it says in verse or chapter 2, verse 2. In Advent, too, we are in a period of waiting and longing for a time of peace that might seem far away, but we are also invited to prepare to go up to the mountain and receive instructions on the path of peace. The path of peace, my friends, is God's way not our own way or the world's way. Also, in Jesus we are given a model of God's way, that we may walk in his paths, as seen in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. We are taught to prepare for, work for, and walk in the peace that we trust God will bring to full fruition. The prophet talks about beating swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks. God's peace does not just stop conflict, it brings about transformation. The tools once used for violence and destruction and war are now being used to bring new life and harvest. We are invited to the mountain to have our mindset reshaped too, just like the sword, swords and spears. Jesus already transformed a tool for death, the cross, into the gift of new life, resurrection. How can we let Jesus transform us and reshape the way we approach our own lives, especially in this Advent season? Think about some ways in which we can we can be transformed by Jesus. I mean, if Jesus did what Isaiah said and took an instrument of death and turned it into an instrument of new life, how can we do that? How can we allow Jesus to transform us and reshape us into the kinds of tools that bring peace into the world, rather than us being tools of death? How can we allow Jesus to transform us and use us as his tools? For one... We might not want to be that lady in Chipotle who's yelling at somebody because we're too impatient to stand in a long line and not care about the people who are slaving behind the counter trying to do their best job. We might not want to be somebody who argues for the sake of arguing just because we can. We may not want to be somebody who has to drive home our political points at the dinner table just so we can win even though we're hurting others in the process. Not even the people we're arguing against, but the others who are sitting around and having to endure it. Think about all the different ways Jesus can transform us and reshape the way we approach our own lives. Maybe instead of looking for things, we'll find other ways to give. And perhaps when people do want to give to us, we'll receive their gift with love and acceptance rather than trying to push it away. Or even more unthoughtfully and ungratefully, re-gift it. <laughs> Finally, the, paint, the prophet paints a picture of the day when the, mount, when the mountain, Mount Zion, will be a place where all the nations learn about God's peaceable ways. That means God's people. as God's people, we are called to be agents of peace, not lifting up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. In verse 4, Even though the passage is talking about a promised future, it ends with a call to, and I quote, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord, end quote, verse five. We are to model for the world how to walk in the light of the Lord. How do others, how do others see Jesus' light in our lives as peacemakers? And I I just want to make this point. We're reading Isaiah and you know as people sitting in a pew not really understanding the context that this this text was written in in fact if you look at Isaiah, it was probably written by three different people over the course of time, all writing in the voice of Isaiah. The first one was probably the original prophet, or someone, you know, yeah, probably the original prophet, but then you can see that there are different errors that kind of come into it uh, when you look at the surroundings. But all of the context of, of Isaiah is really surrounded a prophet who is trying to call people back to the way of God, and in particular. The Israelites, trying to bring them back into, into a, a, a right relationship with God. And, of course, by doing that, you have to speak truth to power, speak to truth to people who don't want to hear what you have to say. They think they're doing just fine with God. Um, so, you know, again, even though this passage is talking about a promised future, it does end with a call for us to come and walk in the light of the Lord, which is a, a, a huge theme here. And we are to model for the world, again, how to walk in the light of the Lord. And, again, how do others see Jesus' light in our lives as peacemakers? Now, let me ask you a few questions. When have you allowed the stress of a relationship to bring more disharmony? When have you modeled for others a peaceful resolution who in your life has modeled peaceful res- uh, modeled a peaceful resolution or been an agent of peace or peacemaker where can you act in your own life to model such peace. And finally, what are some ways you can prioritize the peace, shalom, of wholeness and abundance rather than the false peace of keeping everyone happy or ignoring problems, which we often do to keep the peace, right? We ignore problems and we try to keep everybody happy, but happy is, happiness is not peace and ignoring problems does not lead to peace. Jesus, my friends, is the Prince of Peace. He came to bring peace to everyone. As a, con- as a congregation, we have been peacemakers plenty of times. We have worked to make shalom possible. For instance, we aren't in a faith community that simply says we believe all lives matter, but we stand up for individual communities whose lives are being devalued by others. We did that when swastikas were drawn on a local Jewish family's house. We did that when we marched for the lives of our black community members when George Floyd was murdered. We bring an abundance of life to the lives that are touched by our Treasures of Hope ministry, showing all of our patrons that they are valued no matter their socioeconomic status. We have provided our community college level, ed- we have com- right. We have provided our community, excuse me, college-level educational programs. Think about the impact that we've had over the years as a church. And if you're not a part of my church, again, think about all the things your church has done. Think about the individual lives we've all impacted. Think about different communities we've impacted. Friends, let us continue to carry on that good work and expand it. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to be here today, to be, to be worshiping you, to be hearing what you have to say to us. Lord, help us to remember that through you, peace is made possible. That yes, the way the world offers it, the way we often seek, go about seeking it, that is not possible. But through you, Lord, true and lasting peace is possible. So help us to be those peacemakers you've created us to be. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Friends, it's always great to have you here uh, tuning in and and, uh, listening each week. I hope that you got something out of this. Uh, This is going to be an exciting uh, series, so we're starting off with uh, peace today. Go, uh, Go to Hope Next Sunday uh joy the following and then love and then of course we'll have our christmas eve and christmas day messages as well so you don't want to miss this particular series uh remember uh i would like to invite you to check out the episode notes so if you uh this is your main you know uh, spiritual sustenance for the week by all means if you have it in you to uh uh to to you know give a christmas offering to us so to speak and uh and uh, enable us to continue to do the ministry and mission that we do uh that would be much uh, appreciated uh, obviously if you attend another church or faith community then support that community as they need it and if you have it in you to support us both and i'm sure there are people who do thank you so much and by all means do neither of us will be anything but grateful and appreciative With that said, remember, you are, my friends, richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace.